Welcome back to an episode of the Football Front, Season 1, Episode 24. Today we're going to be talking about all the latest news from the preseason, including going over some of the games. So, let's get right into it. So, let's kick off today's episode by going over some of the preseason games, starting off with the Hall of Fame game between the Cowboys and the Steelers. Um, so, Steelers won that game 16-3. to um, So, we're going to, first things first, go over the box score. So, for the Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks, they played Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci, and Cooper Rush. Garrett Gilbert? Had went nine for 13, 104 yards. Um, so I don't think that's that bad of a game from your backup quarterback. Um, Ben Danucci went seven for 17, 89 yards interception, and not, not horrible, but not great either. And then finally, Cooper Rush, eight for 13, 70 yards, and no interceptions, no touchdowns. So was the Dallas Cowboys passing. Obviously, Dak will be – actually, not obviously, but because there is some doubt around the league, kind of some nerves, but about – just about the fact that will he be ready for week one. But um, I think he will be. So it's not like these three are competing for the quarterbacks, starting quarterback spots, which is good for them because none of these guys look great so far. Garrett Gilbert didn't look bad, but he was he, – it's not like he was playing against starters. You know what I mean? It's not like he was playing against Minka Fitzpatrick and all of them. So, I mean, not, I'm not sure, like, if Dak does get injured, like, would they go with him or would they try and trade for a backup? I guess we'll see there. But for the Steelers passing, Mason Rudolph on 6 of 9, 84 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Dwayne Haskins, who I thought had a pretty solid game, but 8 for 13, 54 yards. And then Josh Dobbs went 4 for 6, 37 yards, and a touchdown. None of them played bad. I mean, I think that is reflected by the scoreboard and that the Steelers won. I mean, so uh, I guess I'd say the Steelers quarterback room is looking a lot better than the Dallas one, at least after this game. And I think anyway, because um, Rudolph's a pretty solid backup. I'd say Haskins has played pretty well. I mean, so. Um, the running backs, uh, Dallas's running backs, they played Rico Dowdle, Brendan Knox, Jaquan Hardy, Tony Pollard, and Siwo Alonalua. Okay. And then Ben DiNucci also had an attempt. So those are all the players that had an attempt in the run game. Starting off with Rico Dowdle, he had eight carries, 43 yards. Uh, ben DiNucci had two carries, 34 yards. Brendan Knox had four carries, 12 yards. Jaquan Hardy, three carries, 10 yards. Tony Pollard, two carries, nine yards. Siwo Alonalua, two carries, one yard. None of them scored a touchdown. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, did have someone that scored a touchdown. 
That was Kalen Balazs, who had five carries, 19 yards, and then that touchdown. Jalen Samuels had 11 carries for 20 yards. Um, Najee Harris had seven carries, 22 yards. I mean, I think uh, he'll be pretty good this season. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the Steelers picking him because the running back's just not a normal first-round draft pick kind of position. But, I mean, so far, I mean, I'm thinking he's still going to do good. Uh, Next up, Anthony Farland Jr. had three carries, nine yards. Dwayne Haskins uh, tucked him run, two carries, four yards. Ray McLeod, probably on jet sweep, had a carry for two yards. And Rudolph had a carry, didn't get any yards. So overall, the team had, they ran it 30 times and had 76 yards and a touchdown versus Dallas, who only attempted the run 21 times but had 109 yards but no touchdowns. So... I don't know if I should be optimistic about the Steelers rushing. I mean, they, I do like that they're rushing it 30 times in the game, and they only attempted 28 passes. I mean, I like that. So I'm 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 pretty optimistic for the Steelers rushing. And then Dallas, I mean, they're going to be good. They have Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard's a pretty solid backup. But next up, Dallas is receiving. They have a lot of players got the ball, at least targeted to them. Um, Malik Turner had four receptions, 47 yards. Aaron Parker had two receptions, 39 yards. Cedric Wilson had two receptions, 29 yards. Uh, Sean McCown, Sean uh, two receptions, 26 yards. Brennan Eagles, one reception for 25 yards. Siwo Alonolua, one reception, 17 yards. Rico Dowdle, two receptions, 16 yards. Dalton Schultz, one reception, 15 yards. Uh, Brandon Smith, um, one reception, 14 yards. Reggie Davis, two receptions, 12 yards. Jaquan Hardy, two receptions, 9 yards. Noah Brown, a reception for 7 yards. Simo Fajoko, Simi, sorry, Simi Fajoko. One reception, four yards. Johnny Dixon, two receptions, three yards. And then the next four, Jeremy Sprinkle, Osiris Mitchell, Nick Eubanks, Brendan Knox, all of them were targeted once but did not get a catch. So that's the Dallas receiving. Again, they weren't playing Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, or Amari Cooper at their top three receivers. So, I mean, I'm not worried as a Dallas fan, even if after this game. Um... For the Steelers, Chase Claypool, three catches, 62 yards. Trey Edmonds, two receptions, 22 yards. Anthony Johnson, three receptions, 22 yards. Deontay Johnson, two receptions, 19 yards. Um, Kevin Rader, one reception, 15 yards. Ray Ray McLeod, two receptions, 12 yards. Anthony McFarland Jr., one reception, 6 yards. Tyler Simmons, uh one reception, five yards, and a touchdown. Um, Jalen Samuels, one reception, five yards. Rico Bussey, uh, Busey, Bussey, something like that. Had one reception, four yards. Najee Harris, one reception, three yards. Um, and then the next few uh, got targeted but did not catch the ball. Marcus Baugh targeted once. James Washington targeted twice. 
Zach Gentry targeted once, Matthew Sexton targeted once, and Isaiah McCoy was targeted once. But none of those five got the catches. Um, defensively, um, Miles Killebrew had six tackles. Uh, James Pierre had four tackles on pass defended. Robert Spillane had four tackles. Justin Lane had four tackles. Cassius Marsh had four tackles and a sack. Alex Highsmith had three tackles and a sack. Ulysses Gilbert III had three tackles. Uh, oh, Alex Highsmith also had two tackles for loss. I'm going to put that in there, too. Um, Isaiah Loudermilk, the rookie, had three tackles. Three tackles for Marcus Allen. Or, sorry, two tackles for Marcus Allen. Uh, Arthur Millette had uh, two tackles. Two tackles for Calvin Bundage. Two tackles for Lamont Wade. Two tackles for Shakur Brown. Um, Donovan Steiner had two tackles. Isaiah Bugs had two tackles and a tackle for loss. Abdullah Anderson had a sack and a tackle. Quincy Roach had a tackle and a sack. Chris Wormley had a tackle. Tegray Scales had a tackle. Carlos Davis had a tackle. TJ Carter had a tackle. Jameer Jones had a tackle and a tackle for that was a tackle for loss. Antoine Brooks had a tackle. Buddy Johnson had a tackle. Trey Norwood had a tackle. Anthony McFarland had a tackle. Cam Sutton had a tackle. Henry Mondo had a tackle. Mark Gilbert had a tackle. Jeez, that's a lot of tackles. Anthony Johnson had a tackle, and Stephen Denmark had a tackle. Um, so that's that for the Steelers. And then next up, Dallas again. This is gonna this is gonna take a while. Just saying. Oh, and Donovan Steiner also had an interception for the Steelers. Um. Jabril Cox, five tackles. Nashon Wright, five tackles. Luke Gifford, four tackles. Reggie Robinson, the second, four tackles. Three tackles for Deontay Burton. Micah Parsons had three tackles. Kyron Brown, three tackles, two for loss. Israel McQuamu, three tackles. Austin Fowlu, three tackles. Quentin Bohana, three tackles. J. Ron Curse, two tackles. Maurice Kennedy, two tackles, one for loss. Anthony Hines, two tackles. Um, Justin Hamilton, a tackle. Keanu Neal, a tackle. Steph- Stephen Parker, a tackle. Grandel Carter, a tackle. Osa Adigizua. Just butchered his name. I know that for sure. I don't know how to pronounce it. But he had a tackle for loss. Braylon Jones, a tackle. Tyler Coyle, a tackle. Jaquan Hardy, a tackle. Probably on the interception. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, a tackle. Dorrance Armstrong. And Azur Kamara did not get tackles, but played snaps. Um, On the kick returns, Johnny Dixon... Uh, two and Reggie Davis had two for the 
Dallas Cowboys. Uh, on Johnny Dixon's two, he had 50 yards total. And Reggie Davis's two, he had 47 total on the returning. Uh, their punt returns, same two people, except they each only had one. And Johnny Dixon's was for one yard. The other one, Reggie Davis's, was not for any return. Um, Matthew Sexton for the Steelers also had a punt return for 36 yards. Um, the kicking, Hunter Nieswander, one for three field goals, with his long being 29. Sam Sloman of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers had one, one for two for field goals, and his long was 48. The one he made was from 48 yards out. The punting, this is the the Steelers' punter, love him so far, but uh, Hunter Nieswander also punted for Dallas. He had three punts for a total of 151 yards punted. Um... He punted one for this touchback, none inside the 20. Um, Presley Harvin III, the Steelers punter, had four punts for 183 yards, an average of 45.8, none touchbacks, and three inside the 20, his long being a 51-yard punt. Also on one of his punts, he hit it to the half-yard line, which is very impressive, and not many people can do that. Because he just, it just, he punted it and it plopped right on the half yard line, and that's where the Dallas Cowboys had to start their possession. Um, so that was that game, the Hall of Fame game between the Cowboys and the Steelers, and then there was two more preseason games that I know of. In those. Two that I do know of were between the Steelers and the Eagles and the football team and the Patriots. Uh, Today, there are actually three more, which are between the Titans and Falcons, Bills and Lions, Cowboys and Cardinals. I normally would preview these games, but it's preseason, so I'm not going to. I'm just going to go over them when they're over. But let's uh, have a little break from the Steelers and go to the football team versus the Patriots, where both Cam Newton and Mac Jones got a sig- not significant, but Mac Jones got a sig- very significant amount of snaps. Newton didn't get as many, but still got a lot. Not a lot, but still a good amount. For the football team, Stephen Montez, 17 of 24, 108 yards, touchdown and a pick. Taylor Heineke, 9 of 15, 86 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 5 of 8, 58 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. That was Washington's uh, quarterback room. Uh, Mac Jones went 13 of 19 for 87 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, though there was a deep ball that, if caught, would have been a touchdown. Um. Cam Newton, 4 of 7, 49 yards. Brian Hoyer, 2 of 4, 14 yards. So, Mac Jones got most of the snaps during that game. So, I I don't know if that'll be a trend throughout the preseason or will if it'll be a uh, just this game will get that much snaps. 
But anyway, the running backs for Washington, Jarrett Patterson, 10 carries, 40 yards. Peyton Barber, 6 carries, 20 yards, and a touchdown. Antonio Gibson, 5 carries, 15 yards. Steven Montez, 1 carry, 14 yards. Lamar Miller, 3 carries, 14 yards. Jonathan Williams, 4 carries, 13 yards. Taylor Heineke, 1 carry, 4 yards. And J.D. McKissick had a carry for 2 yards. For this New England Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson had 10 carries, 127 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Sony Michelle had six carries, 26 yards. Damian Harris, four carries, 17 yards. J.J. Taylor, two carries, 10 yards. Mac Jones, two carries, no yards. Brian Hoyer, one carry for negative one yard. Um, so those are the running backs for both of them. A lot less receivers for the Patriots were used, but Washington has just as much as the other two. We'll start off with Washington. Jarrett Patterson, four receptions, 30 yards. Terry McLaurin, two receptions, 25 yards. I'm actually surprised they did end up playing McLaurin because McLaurin's one of their bigger players, so I'm surprised they'd play him. Samise Reyes, two receptions, 25 yards. Logan Thomas, a reception for 24 yards. Jonathan Williams, four receptions, 22 yards. John Bates, one reception, 19 yards. Steven Sims, one reception, 18 yards. Um, Diami Brown, two receptions, 16 yards. Dax Milne, two receptions, 16 yards. Antonio Gibson, two receptions, 14 yards. Ricky Seals-Jones, two receptions, 12 yards. Lamar Miller, three receptions, 10 yards. Kevin Kelvin Harmon, one reception, seven yard. Adam Adam Humphreys, one reception, six yards. J.D. McKissick, one reception, three yards. Peyton Barber, one reception, three yards. Isaiah Wright, one reception, two yards. These next three got targeted but didn't catch it. Those three are DeAndre Carter, targeted once. Tamara Kemingway, targeted three times. And Antonio Gandy-Golden, targeted once. That's all of the Washington football team receivers that got targeted. Not even just receivers, also um, running backs and tight ends. But anyway, New England Patriots, Christian Wilkerson, six receptions, 39 yards. J.J. Taylor, five receptions, 31 yards. James White, two receptions, 22 yards. John U. Smith, reception for 16 yards. Kendrick Bourne, one reception, 13 yards. Jacoby Myers, reception for 11 yards. Isaiah Zuber, one reception, 9 yards. Jacob Johnson, one reception, 5 yards. Nikhil Harry, one reception, 4 yards. And then Gunnar Olszewski got targeted once but did not catch it. So those were the uh, um, receiving numbers for both teams. That one the last one being the Patriots. Um, uh, defensively, there's a lot of stats. I don't know if you want me to go over them. I'll just go over, like, the t- sacks and stuff. Uh, Deshaun Bauer had a sack. Um, Carl Davis had a sack. Um, so, yeah, those were the only two sacks. Uh, Joe Juan Williams had an interception. And I'll go over, like, the top tacklers. Harvey Lang, he had 10 tackles. 
Ronnie Perkins had six. Miles Bryant had five. Michael Jackson Sr. had five. Malik Grant had five. Nick Thurman, four. Montrevious Adams, four. Kyle Duggar, four. Um, so those were the main ones for the Patriots. And then for the football team, uh, Boone Miratimi had half a sack. David Bada had half a sack. And that is it. For, so they had a total of one sack. And no interceptions. Their top tacklers were Justin Phillip with five, Derek Forrest with four, Kaliki Hudson with four, David Mayo with four, Jermaine Davis with four. Those were their top tacklers and defensive players. Uh, kick returning, uh, Steven Sims Jr. had a one return for 32 yards, and Danny Johnson had two returns for a combined 39 yards. Uh, J.J. Taylor of the New England Patriots had two returns, 45 yards combined. And Washington's punt returns had DeAndre Carter, two returns, 38 yards combined. Dax Milne, uh one return, 19 yards, and Steven Sims, one return, which he probably for catched for no yards. J.J. Taylor for the uh, Patriots had one return, no yards. Same thing with Marvin Hollett as a return for no yards, and Gunnar Olszewski had uh, one return for 10 yards on the punting. Kicking-wise, Justin Hopkins over two on field goals, but one for one on extra points. Quinn Norton was 3-for-3 on field goals, 1-of-2 on extra points, his long being a 50-yarder. And Jake Bailey, for the Patriots punting-wise, had 5 punts for a combined total of 270 yards, and 1 landed inside the 20. Tressway had 5 punts, 224 yards. His uh, long was a 52-yard punt, and 1 landed inside the 20. So that's that game. So next we can move on to the game between the Steelers and the Eagles. Um, I'm not sure if I said this before, but um, the score of the uh, football team versus Patriots game was 22-13. to 13. Patriots won it. Um, I don't know if I even said that, but <laughs> wow. Um, but now we do have the Steelers-Eagles game where the – Steelers won 24 to 16 and uh actually were down 16 to 7 at halftime and then shut them out in the second half and scored 17 unanswered. So looking through the box score um for Pittsburgh 16 of 22, this is Dwayne Haskins, 16 of 22, 161 yards and a touchdown, which is definitely not bad at all. Um, Considering you'd probably be taking more in a game, you might have hit 200 if you take maybe three, four more passes. So he's looking pretty good this preseason. Mason Rudolph went 8 of 9, 77 yards. Uh, Haskins also had three for a touchdown. I don't know if I said that. Josh Dobbs, 5 of 6, 30 yards, and an interception. Philadelphia, Joe Flacco went 10 of 17, 178 yards, and a touchdown. Jalen Hurts, 3 of 7, 54 yards. Nick Mullins, 1 of 5, 2 interceptions. Or 4 yards, by the way, though. 
the throw he completed was for four yards. Um, for Pittsburgh's rushing game, um, Tony Brooks, James, nine carries, 51 yards. Jalen Samuels had 10 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. Anthony McFarlane Jr. had nine carries, 34 yards and a touchdown as well. Um, Pete Guerrero had seven carries, 20 yards. Najee Harris, two carries, 10 yards. Josh Dobbs, two carries for negative one yard. Chase Claypool, one carry, negative two yards. And Dwayne Haskins, two carries, negative five yards. So I, I, what I'm liking out of the Steelers this preseason, at least, is that they're running it. This game, they run, ran it 42 times, which last season, I'll just, in a second, I'll find a random game from last season. Um, like, it, you, you could, I'm just going to click on a random game from last season. Uh, let's see. Uh, week five versus Philadelphia. Same team. Week five versus Philadelphia. Um, Let's go ahead and click on that game if I can. And we'll just see how much they ran. They ran a total of 32 times. And two of them were from Ben Roethlisberger. And three of them were jet sweeps to Chase Claypool. Two were jet sweeps to Ray Ray McLeod. So, with actual running backs, it was only James Conner had 15 carries, Benny Snell had 7 carries that game, and Anthony McFarlane had 3 that game. Like, that's not... Like, that. You most people run it more than that. So, that's just an example of the difference, at least what I'm seeing, between the 2021 Steelers and the 2022 2021 and the 2020 Steelers. So we'll move on to the Philadelphia Eagles rushing game. Jason Huntley had four carries, 15 yards. Kenneth Gainwell, two carries, 14 yards. Carry on Johnson, two carries, 12 yards. Austin Scott, a carry for four yards. Hertz had a carry for four yards. And Jordan Howard had a carry for three yards. Their running game, they only had 11 uh attempts, which, I mean, they don't seem to be a good running team either, at least this preseason. And last season, like last season, they only had 11 carries in in the game against the Steelers. So I don't think they're going to have a great running game this year. So, I mean, I guess we'll see how their players can perform. I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest expert on Eagles running backs, but, you know. I mean, I'd say I know a small bit, if anything. I mean, so we move on to the Steelers receiving yards. Deontay Johnson at three receptions, 41 yards. Rico Bussey, Busey, four receptions, uh, 45 yards. Cody White had five receptions, 39 yards. Anthony Johnson had two receptions, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Juju played that game, three receptions, 22 yards. 
Jalen Samuels, reception for 17 yards. Kevin Rader, two receptions, 16 yards. Trey Edmonds, a reception 11 yard, for 11 yards. Uh, Najee Harris, reception for 9. Zach Gentry, reception for 7 yards. Anthony McFarlane Jr., reception for 7 yards. Pat Fryermuth, a reception for 6 yards. It's good to see that he's playing. Hopefully coming back from his injury well. Um, Eric Ebron, reception for five yards. Isaiah McCoy, two receptions for four yards. And Tony Brooks, James, a reception for a yard. That's the Steelers receiving. And Philadelphia's receiving had Quez Watkins take a 79-yard reception to the house. Um, So he had one reception, 79 yards. Dallas Goddard had a reception for 34 yards. Tyree Jackson, two receptions, 32 yards. Zach Ertz, two receptions, 20 yards. Jalen Rager, two receptions, 20 yards. Richard Rodgers, two receptions, 18 yards. Kenneth Gainwell, two receptions, 16 yards. Andre Patton, one reception, 13 yards. Jason Huntley, one reception, 4 yards. And then J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and Adrian Killens Jr., each got targeted once, but did not come down with a catch. Um, defensively, I'm gonna do the same thing I did last for that kind of like for the last game. I'm just gonna go over like the key stats. So for Pittsburgh, Lafayette Pitts had an interception. Justin Lane had an interception. Um, and Jameer Jones led him in tackles with four, tied with Arthur Millette with four. Also, who also had four. Uh, Robert Spillane, Ulysses Gilbert III, Marcus Allen also had three. Them three had three tackles. Um, Jameer Jones, who had four tackles, also had one of them be a tackle for loss. Isaiah Loudermilk had half a sack, which was for loss, obviously. Quincy Rose shared that sack with, sack with him and had a half a sack. Actually, it seems like Loudermilk's tackle for loss was different than that. Because it says that uh, Roach does not have a tackle for loss. But anyway, um, they come. their defense had a total of 36 tackles that game. Uh, two sacks, two tackles for loss. In the, um, the Phillies defense, uh, Elijah Riley had an interception. Um in in terms of their uh, tackles leaders, Blake Countess had seven, Marcus Epps had seven, Rashad Smith had seven, Sean Bradley had seven, Alex Singleton had seven, TJ Edwards had six, Patrick Johnson had six, Zach McPherson had four, Mikel, Michael Jaquette had four, and Elijah Riley had four, and Joe Osman had four. Um, Sean Bradley had a tackle for loss, as did Patrick Johnson and Michael Jaquette. Jaquan Bailey also had a tackle for loss. T.Y. McGill had a tackle for loss, which was a sack. So, in uh, Teron Jackson also had a tackle for loss. In total, they had one sack, six tackles for loss on 85 total tackles. And one interception the team had, which was from Elijah Riley. Which, I think... You know, it's not – I think the Steelers' defense is obviously better, but they. I think Philly's defense, like, stats-wise, looked better. But, I mean, they clearly couldn't stop the Steelers' offense because they 
Yeah, I gave up 17 or something unanswered. So on the kick returns for the Steelers, they had two returns for 38 yards, and Philly had three returns from Jason Huntley, which had 79 yards, and Quez Watkins had one for 22 yards. Um, on the punt returns, Matthew Sexton had one return for five yards. Isaiah McCoy had one return for negative seven yards. For the Philadelphia punting, uh, Jalen Rager had one return for seven yards. For the Pittsburgh kicking, uh, Sam Sloman had one for one on field goals, uh, which was 22 yards out, so chip shot, and he was also two for two on extra points. Chris Boswell came in for an, and kicked an extra point that he made, and Jake Elliott made three field goals and an extra point. Didn't miss anything. His longest field goal was 50 yards out. And for the punting, Jordan Berry came in, had four punts, two inside the 20 as long as a 54-yarder, and it had a combined total of 176 total yards punted. Aaron Sipos had four punts, combined total of 223 yards, uh, one touchback, and none inside the 20, but as long was a 69-yard punt. But that is actually it from that game. We'll uh, see more of those games this Friday night and into the weekend on Saturday. There's a solid slate of games. And also same, and then on Sunday, there's the Panthers-Colts. So, I mean, there will be plenty of uh, preseason football for you to watch this weekend if that's what intrigues you. Personally, I'm not a big preseason fan. Well, like, I'll watch the preseason. But, I mean, it definitely matters for a lot of teams. It really helps a lot of teams. So, I guess we'll just move on to the news segment of uh, this podcast episode. So, today, with the news segment, we'll be going... Starting off with some news from six days ago, Zach Wilson says his performance in the uh, Jets' green and white practice was not great. Um, uh, so the annual green and white... Um, so the green and white practice of the Jets is basically a practice before the crowd of 20,000. And I'll basically basically everyone came because they wanted to see the number two pick at MetLife Stadium, Zach Wilson. Um, he completed one, 11 out of 24 passes, 112 yards in the two-hour session. No live tackling, but the sim, it was a simulated game. Um, uh, so Wilson wasn't pleased. It's, he said it had nothing to do with nerves, which I'm kind of, uh, not thinking, but you know, whatever. Um, so, I mean, it's good to see that he's got a, uh, what's it called? A kind of will to like a drive. So to help him, you know, so he won't be the worst 
quarterback, I guess. I mean, that's a good thing. So, in my opinion, at least. Darius Leonard. So, I think two weeks ago is when I first said a uh, agreement was in the works for Darius Leonard and the Colts. That ended up being a five-year, $98.5 million extension. So, he's now the top paid inside linebacker. Um, So, it's a larger deal than what Fred Warner got. And I think Darius Leonard's easily better than uh, Fred Warner. I mean, I mean, he's getting the money that I think he deserves. He's one of the better outside linebackers. I don't think he'll be like, or sorry, not outside, inside linebackers. So, I mean, I like the deal for him. It's a great deal for both, I think. Both both sides, it's a good deal, I think, because you needed to keep your young stud inside line. I mean, you can't just not keep him. Like, you've got to keep So, next up, uh, Xavier Howard's deal was restructured after his trade demand. So, maybe that will quiet down all of the Xavier Howard. Where will he go? Because it was mainly a contract dispute. So, uh... So his 2021 base salary of 12.785 million was now fully guaranteed, and a max of three and a half million in incentives were added to the thing. Um, a court issue he had with his contract before it being restructured was it was set to pay only 12 million in non-guaranteed money in 2021, which, um had ranked 12th among NFL cornerbacks despite Howard's league leading 10 interceptions, which is kind of crazy. Um, the, the Dolphins also agreed in the restructure to rescind the 93,000 in fines that Howard had uh, racked up during when he skipped the mandatory minicamps. So, I mean... They also made adjustments to his contract for 2022, fully guaranteeing $6.775 million of his salary. So, uh, so the Dolphins also converted 500000 in per-game roster bonuses and 100000 in workout bonuses to his base salary. So... Uh, Howard also received some assurances that the Dolphins... Will renegotiate a new deal in the offseason in line with the market based on his health and performance in the 2021 season. So, uh, he's the sixth highest paid quarterback, cornerback, sorry. And he's not even the highest paid cornerback on his team because Byron Jones signed a five year, $82 million compared to his seven, five, year 75.1 million <laughs> that's crazy byron jones is significantly worse than howard is that's a crazy difference so um 
that's it for the, I guess, the Xavier Howard news of that. I've got a, for some reason, the ESPN uh, keeps, every time I click out of the article, it keeps just re, uh, sending me back up to the top, top, so I have to scroll all the way back down. Sorry, this is a little slow progressing. Uh, DJ Chark has surgery for his broken finger, but should be uh, back in time for the start of the season, which is good for the Jaguars. He's a very solid receiver, in my opinion. Um, Devin Funches apologizes for anti-Asian remark. Um, he's now the Green Bay Packers, one of the Green Bay Packers wide receivers. So, uh, now, uh, also Josh Allen, this big deal, uh, that he signed, um, is, um, what, it was a six-year, $258 million extension to Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, well-deserved, and, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, commented on it, saying that he's not worried about his comment, contract situation, and he said it helps all of the, uh, quarterbacks in the league so i think i'm gonna agree with him there definitely not gonna argue we'll put it that way because all the quarterbacks are now going to be getting a lot more money due to the deal that he got so uh next up uh Mike Tomlin wants offensive guard Kevin Donson to earn his first team reps. I think it's reps. Yeah. He, though he's projected to be the starting left guard with not much uh, dispute there after having a very good rookie season. Because uh, the veteran they signed in free agency, Rashad Coward, took uh, the starting reps at left guard. Because uh, Dotson uh, was in. Um, he. So, yeah. Yeah, he's been out. He hasn't showed up for some of the uh, training camp practices, actually, for most of them until a few days ago. But he's now back, and he's only playing second team reps. But Rashad Coward is playing first team reps. I don't expect that to stay that way. You. I don't think that – I'm just going to say that. It's not going to stay. It won't. No way it does. It's just not – I don't know how you would do that. I mean, if you're the coaches, you could say that to an extent, but it, you can't do that in the regular season. You can't play – I don't think so. Um, I don't know. Uh, Hall of Fame inductions were this weekend. I talked about them in my last episode, so if you haven't heard that one, go check it out. Um, Tom Brady was actually invited to the Hall of Fame speeches by Peyton Manning. So when he, when Peyton Manning called out, um, said, oh, one of my good friends, Tom Brady, the whole crowd booed. So, I mean, I'm not the biggest Brady fan, so I'm not arguing with it, but it's... (laughs) So it's just kind of funny how, and then Peyton Manning just let it happen. He didn't try and interrupt or anything. He just kind of let him boo for 30 seconds. I mean, great. It was great. Um, um, 
Dwayne Brown is holding out due to his contract situation. So, um, and Russell Wilson says they've got to figure it out, but because um, he's a Pro Bowl left tackle, and it's hard to uh, play good and have a good offensive line without your Pro Bowl left tackle because he's holding out due to the contract. Um. I'm just going to look at this. It might take a bit. Um, so it's a article on ESPN. All of this is from ESPN. Uh, three wide receivers headline potential class of 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame candidates. I'm going to read those off to you. Um, so Anquan Bolden, Steve Smith, and Andre Johnson, plus some other players. Other, you know, I'm just going to list everyone that they have listed. Uh, Devin Hester, DeMarcus Ware. Um, who else do we got here? Tony Baselli, um, Leroy Butler, Tori Holt, Sam Mills, Zach Thomas. Reggie Wayne. I'm pretty sure they're all inducted already, actually. Um, uh, Jared Allen, Rondé Barber, Clay Matthews. So, Clay Matthews Jr., actually. I'm not sure what that means. But, so... I guess those are some of the players they listed that will be eligible and probably go, some of them are probably going to make it in class of 2022. Um, that's, I guess, that. I'm not sure what else to say. I mean, um, apparently um, a lot of, of people are betting on the Buccaneers to go 17 and 0. Um I no no way. I I don't know their schedule but no way. It's not going to it's not going to happen. Cuz if they're 16 and 0, they're going to sit every starter they have for week 17. So they don't risk any, they're not going to be stupid. They're not going to risk any injuries. That's not just going to happen. Uh, Atlanta Falcons signed Dante Foreman. Uh, Add depth at the running back position. Um, Will Lutz, the Saints kicker, will miss the start of season due to an injury. Groin injury, that is. Uh, Deshaun Watson is practicing with the Texans again after a five-day absence. That's, again, nothing much. I mean, all the Deshaun Watson stuff. I'm. He's he's not going to play the season. Even if he wants to play, even if he's like wrecking, like even if he just wants to play with the Texans, just wants to play football, he won't be able to because he'll either be like, Suspended by the NFL, unable to play just due to all the off, you know, he'll just be unable to play due to all the off the field issues. There's just no way he plays. I don't think, I, at least in my opinion. 
Uh, Hunter Henry injures his shoulder. He's the Patriots tight end. Um, we'll see how long it is. I think that news, um, that new the news on what the MRI says is gonna be later. Um, um, and Antonio Brown is back in training camp after offseason uh, knee surgery and all of that. Um, some bigger news here. Uh, Saquon Barkley is activated from the physically unable to play list. Also known as the pop list. So I'll probably call it that more often, but it stands for the physically unable to play list. So he's now back in practice a little less than a year after tearing his ACL on his right knee. That is huge for the Giants. I mean, now it's a guarantee almost that he'll be starting week one. And that just helps Daniel Jones a lot and helps the whole team a lot. I mean, he's super important to that team. Um, uh, Detroit Lions uh, uh, signed veteran cornerback Nikhil Roby Coleman. Not again, not much there. Um, Joe Hayden's agent approaches the Steelers about a potential contract extension after saying it might be after, it might be before, but he did end up actually saying he wants to remain a Steeler and retire as a Steeler. Which, I mean, as a Steeler fan, I, I'm a Steelers fan, so uh, I, I like, I mean, he's a he's our number one cornerback. I mean, you. I don't care if he's 31 or whatever age he is. He's still very good. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. Um, here's the Hunter Henry uh, MRI. After, after the MRI, he's expected to miss a couple of weeks with the shoulder injury. It appears to have occurred during a one-on-one blocking drill in the, one of their full pads practices. Um, it, they, uh, the injury is not going to be serious, supposedly. I mean, so, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting him to be back by, I don't think he'll be back for week one, but he'll be back uh, you know, not, he won't miss, like, till week 10, I don't think. I mean, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't think so. That's just my guess. Um, Deshaun Watson, unlikely to play on Saturday against the Packers. I want to read on this, um, because it says Dan Cully said something. Um, he's unlikely to play against Green Bay because of, based off his limited reps in practice. Um, he doesn't even expect Watson to travel. Uh, and when asked if he's going to play at all this preseason, Collie just said no comment. I mean, what else would you expect him to say? I mean, most coaches are pretty non-committal when it comes to certain things. I mean... Did you expect him to say, oh, man, I think he'll play uh, week four, week three, two, I don't know. You expect him to be super committal. Oh, he's starting week three. No, he's not going to do that. 
he's just not going to. Um, Patrick Robert Robinson retires, and uh, that does not help the Saints. Uh, the the Saints now just lost a bunch more uh, of their depth at corner. That just doesn't help them. Just doesn't help. Uh, Amari Cooper's off the Dallas, physically unable to play the pup list as he returns from the ankle surgery process. Um, Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason are competing currently for the role as starting quarterback while Carson Wentz is out. Ellinger, I think, of the rookie. Uh, I think out of Tennessee. Might be wrong there, but I just think it's Tennessee. I'm going to check real quick, but... Um, apparently he's closed the gap on Jake Beeson. So I'm not, I'm going to make a quick prediction. I'm going to go Ellinger. Yeah, he's a rookie. Um, he's a rookie out of Texas, Texas. That's it. I don't know why I thought Tennessee, but, um, I, I'm just going to make a bold prediction here. It's not like a big, bold prediction, but I think it's going to be Ellinger starting the season. That's my bet. That's my bet, I guess. Like, I don't know. Betting on Sam Ellinger. I mean, we'll see, though. I'm not going – I'm going to be like a coach right now. I'm not going to commit to uh, anyone – anything. I'm not committing to anything here. Just like like everyone's head coach. (laughs) Um – uh, Mitch Trubisky, who is now on the Buffalo Bills, he's happy to be where he's wanted. Um, I'm I'm questioning that. I'm I'm just questioning that. Um, eh. the you know so the Bears declined Trubisky's fifth year option after drafting him number two in 2017 out of North Carolina. He signed this offseason with the Bills, and he says he's happy to be where he's wanted. I don't think that he's necessarily wanted in Buffalo. I mean, I don't think this is a bold prediction or anything. I mean, no offense to him, but he's not going to be starting. It's not like he's going to be, uh, like, oh, it's like he's wanted there now all of a sudden, like, why would you ever hype up your backup quarterback when you just gave your starting guy drafted the year after him this huge contract? I don't think he's necessarily the most wanted person on the team. Like he's helpful. I think they it's like it's like, oh, he's wanted, but he's not needed. Any team would like like to have a good backup quarterback. But I don't think he's like, oh, they're they're gonna give me all these reps and everything. I, I don't I don't know. That's just just a hunch. I mean, really. So, uh, C.J. Henderson, uh, this is the the Jaguars' cornerback, uh, is back in training camp after missing Sunday scrimmage. Um, uh, Drew Locke, 
uh, starting the Broncos preseason game against the Vikings. But um, the coach called Vic Fangio, the coach called the QB battle between him and Teddy Bridgewater even. So I'm I'm gonna bet on Teddy Bridgewater just because he's a veteran and Drew Locke's just unproven. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with uh, what I know and I'm gonna go Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Mike Tomlin acknowledges that T.J. Watt is not practicing because of contract negotiations. Um, he says, Tomlin says that the situation is not unique at all and, and uh, that the negotiation process is going to run its course. Um, so, Watt has been present at every practice but hasn't participated beyond, beyond some individual drills. He spends team periods conditioning on the sideline with trainers and strength and conditioning coaches. So, I mean, at least he's not, like, holding out, holding out to the point where it's, like, he's just not even showing up or he's uh, just sitting down. He's at least doing individual workouts with trainers, which I like at least. I, I mean, I, I wish he'd be playing in practice, like, team workouts, but I'm, I, I think, uh, I think it'll be fine. I'm. I'm not nervous. So, uh, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, the Chiefs offensive lineman, out four weeks with a broken hand, broken bone in his hand, yeah. I think you know, four weeks isn't that long of a time. He'll be back for week one. If, if he's the starter, he'll be back for week one. I mean, uh, reports say this... Seahawks have offer out to Jamal Adams, but um, they made a contract offer that extra contract. But no, uh, no discussion on a new deal with Dwayne Brown yet, which I'm kind of concerned about. I don't know if Dwayne Brown's holding out or the Seahawks are holding out. If the Seahawks are holding out, that's stupid. If Dwayne Brown's holding out, that's also stupid. I mean, when you at least got to talk to him and see, like, what are you offering me? If you're offering me something good, I accept it. I mean, really, like. If he's just sitting out because he doesn't like it, actually, I can understand if he's sitting out because he wants to be on a different team. But I still think he should at least see what they got as an offer for him. Uh, Rashad Bateman, the rookie receiver for the Ravens, this is definitely going to hurt them because they have they don't have good wide receiver depth, and they just another blow to that. So he's out with a soft tissue injury in his leg. So he's going to miss a number of weeks, according to John Harbaugh. He said it's not going to be months, but it will be weeks, and we'll see where we're at. He's the 27th pick in this draft, and he had been battling through abdominal and core muscle issues throughout training camp. So, ugh, not good for the uh, Ravens. Just not a good start for them. So, so next up on the news for today is Dak Prescott is back throwing again after a shoulder injury. Uh, that's good for the Cowboys. I mean, if after your starting quarterback's taking an injury to his throwing arm, especially in his shoulder, it's very good. and It makes you optimistic that he'll be back 
soon if he's, you know, throwing, at least. It's kind of like, I can compare this to hockey because this happens a lot. It's like, guy gets a concussion. No more concussion symptoms, but he's still not, you know, fully in again. So it's like, it's, it's good to see him skating around again. It's kind of the same thing here. It's good to see him throwing the ball again. Or like, as a, if you're a receiver, it's good to see him running routes again. You know, that stuff. Um, I don't know. This is another weird thing. Uh, Derek Carr, the quarterback of the Raiders, dreams of catching Tom Brady by playing until 45 years old. Okay. Uh, as Tom Brady just turned 44 in his 22nd NFL season. Uh, Derek Carr is only entering year eight. Kind of big difference there. Uh, uh he says he, he uh, he's using Brady, Brady as a target. He says, I feel like I could play another 15 years without a doubt. He's now 30. Um, uh, oh, gosh. Nothing's hurting. It's the middle of camp, and I feel great. I feel strong. I feel fast. I feel explosive. It's just the way we – I think it's just the way that we train now. Oh, my gosh, man. Yes, you've only pl- – you've been – Training camp started two weeks ago. Of course, you're still feeling good, strong, fast, explosive. I mean, really. Like, just wait till week 17. Ask him the same question and see what his, like, if it stays the same. Like, really. Oh, gosh. I mean, though, Carr already does hold the franchise records for passing yards and touchdown passes. But he has a losing record as a starter. I don't know why you'd want to keep him until he's 45. That's the thing. Oh, gosh. I don't I don't get it, man. I mean, you can say that as much as you want. It's just not going to – I don't think it's going to stick. I don't think that tune, if you ask them the same question in week 17, it's going to be a different tune, completely different tune. Um, so Denzel Mims has lost 20 pounds. He's the New York Jets wide receiver, but he's lost 20 pounds because of food poisoning from a bad salmon. And that's contributing. Um, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He, he went from a 217 pound receiver to a 197. Oh my gosh. He's only back to 208 pounds and and he's been two months of healthy eating. Oh my gosh. Uh. Oh, <laughs> apparently it was in the Jets cafeteria too. Come on, Jets. I mean, I, I can't say I expect better. I expect better of you, but I can't say I think you're going to do better. I mean, it's the Jets, but. um, Teddy Bridgewater uh, was reflecting on his knee injury because uh, he's now uh, playing against Minnesota in this preseason game, I think, tomorrow and on, or whenever you're listening on Saturday. Saturday the 14th. So... Apparently, Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Winshaw are still battling as starting QBs. 
Um, but I think that's all coach talk. Like, if, if when you ask a coach, do you expect him just to say, oh, Trevor Lawrence has got the job, it's, it's his? No, you're not going to say that because then, then that just completely diminishes the hopes of your backup quarterback. That's still doing pretty solid. I mean, Gardner Minshew's still solid. But, like, I think it's pretty obvious that it's not going to be Gardner Minshew to start the season. Ah, gosh. Coach talk. I mean, really. Uh, uh, Justin Fields is going to get a long look versus Miami, according to the Chicago Bears. And um, I guess, you know, I what did you expect? I mean, they're going to play. Who else are they going to play? I mean, that they are, don't already know about. Like, they know who, what you're going to get out of Nick Foles. You know what you're going to get out of Andy Dalton. But you're not completely sure how, what you're going to get out of uh, Justin Fields. So, I mean, I, I would expect them to do that. Like, I, that's not shocking to me. Um. Uh, Minnesota Vikings first round draft pick Christian Darrisaw has second surgery on his um, groin. So, uh, I mean, hopefully he'll be back sometime soon. But um, by the way, for Rashad Bateman, it was a groin injury. He may miss the season opener. And I'd expect him to maybe miss week two. I think he'd be back by week three. That's my guess. He'll be back by week three. Um, uh, so I'm just going to – so this is an article. Dwayne Haskins edges Mason Rudolph in round two of Steelers backup QB battle. I'm going to make a prediction that uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to edge out Mason Rudolph for that second uh, uh, spot on the uh, depth chart for quarterbacks. So that's what I'm gonna bet on. So, uh, for the um, San Francisco 49ers are going to be starting Jimmy Garoppolo. Then Lance will come. Um, will be coming in in their preseason opener. I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm actually kind of shocked. Not shocked though. It's like. Yeah, you. it's like you don't want to injure your starting quarterback, but it's not like he's your starting quarterback. It's like Garoppolo. Garoppolo's your starting quarterback for week one. But he's not your starting quarterback in week probably 15 unless he's playing really good. So, I I, I mean, you could ex- definitely expect them. Like, if before the news surfaced, like, would you expect that? Probably. So, that's just that. Uh. The Lions will cut Dun will cut Dunbar after the cornerback missed most of camp. That's Quentin Dunbar, by the way. Um. So Steelers acquire linebacker uh, Joe Schobert from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I I really like this actually. So um so let's see what the uh capital they had to give up. 
Um, what do they have to give up? It's not saying. Oh my gosh. I mean, if you if you uh, listened to last week's episode, I think I had uh, him as a top ten linebacker. It might have not been last week, but I think I had him as a top ten linebacker. Um, so it's it's a great thing. It's a great thing for them, I think. So, who? Where is it showing that uh, he is? Oh gosh, sorry for the background noise. Um, what is the, all right, I'm just going to look this up on the normal internet. Joe Schober, like, wow. Uh, what is, okay. Send late round draft picks is what it said. Okay. The Steelers trade for Jaguars linebacker Joe Schober, uh, late round draft compensation is what they, uh, give up. That's what Ian Rappaport says. And I'd say I trust him as a source. So, I mean, I think uh, solid, solid. Because they need depth behind Robert Spillane and uh, Devin Bush. But then here's the last piece of news for the day until this episode of the football front is done. Um, veteran running back Dion Lewis announces retirement. He played for the Giants last season and won a Super Bowl with the Patriots in 2016. Um, uh, also played for the Titans and the Eagles. Had a pretty solid career, I'd say. Solid player. Um, but that is it for this episode of the Football Front. Make sure to uh, leave a rating and review in Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Also, leave a voice message. Check out my website. You can, where you can on my website you can do more feedback options, and I'll try and get that feedback onto the next episode of the Football Front. But that's it for season one, episode twenty-four of the Football Front podcast. There was preseason news. See y'all next week. Thank y'all for listening to this episode of Football Front. I will see you next week.